0: You know, looking at what, what to expect for tomorrow night we, up front, you're going to have Van Riemsdyk, Zaka, Pasternak, Marshan, Coil DeBrus, Geeky, Patra, Frederick, Lucic, Beecher, and and Loco. The one name I didn't mention is Danton Heinen, who is still floating around out there on the ice. And the intention is that the Bruins are going to just try to be patient and, and try to maybe get him under the cap at some point in the, in the coming weeks, Scott. Is that – is that what's going on with, with Heinen or, or is there something else to play with him not being officially signed at heading into opening night?
1: Yeah, we, we don't really know. Um, you know, Jim Montgomery said on Tuesday that they've asked Heinen to be patient and he has been, but, you know, I look back to last year where they eventually signed Anton Strahlman after he was in camp on a PTO and that, that contract became official on opening day. Um, so, it's certainly still possible that that happens with Heinen. It, I feel like that's where it's going. It certainly seems like they made roster decisions with the idea that they're going to sign Danton Heinen. Um, but they also recalled Patrick Brown on Tuesday and he was out there at, for practice too. So, I don't know. Is that is that just insurance? Because as of right now, they still have the cap space to be able to do that. And, hey, you know, might as well get Patrick Brown an extra practice or two with the NHL squad? Or is that a sign that, I don't know, they still have ground to make up with Heinen? You know, they're maybe they're a little apart in negotiations. Like, I guess as long, until we actually get the final answer and they announce the contract, we don't know for sure, but everything to this point has certainly seemed to set up for, them signing Heinen um but you know certainly at least someone notable that it hasn't happened yet
2: there I mean and there's cap space to do it they have I mean Heinen's gonna come contracts gonna come in at under a million dollars and they have 1.3 I I believe uh, if that number's correct um
1: One, 1.3 before the brown call-up so if you send as long as you sent Brown back down, then, yeah, it's
2: 1.3. Sh- I mean, yeah, you should be able to get it in there. I don't know why they wouldn't send Brown back down. Um, but, yeah, you have space to do it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he can't practice with the team until he has a contract once the season starts. So, um, theoretically, they would want to get it done before the season I, starts.
1: I, I think he can. Um, he can? As, as long as he's open to it uh, because – I believe that's happened in the past. Like, I think someone brought up the example of like, I think Lee Stepaniak at one point was practicing with them while he was still on a PTO or something. Um, there was the whole Tuka Rask situation a couple of years ago where he was practicing without yet being signed. So I think there's some wiggle room there, but it, it certainly would be odd if he's with the team past opening night and still doesn't have a contract. Like I don't, I don't really get what the hang-up would be that would lead to that.
2: Yeah, and how patient can you ask him to be, right? Like, you can't ask him to, you know, hey, wait a few games into the season. We'll see if we can find space. Like, no.
0: Yeah, well, if no one's really, you know, calling him either, he might not really have a choice. Might be the, might be the only option out there is Boston or, you know, Europe or something. I don't know. Um,
1: but, but, you I, know, I, I mean, that, that also – that sort of feels like, like an unnecessary game of chicken, though, where it's like you don't really want to do that because it's like all it takes is, you know, some team out there has a third line and go down on opening night and says, Hey, Danton, how's you know 1.1 1. 1 million sound? And he says, Yeah, you know what? The Bruins are kind of like jerking me around, it's kind of weird. Sure, I'll sign. Here we go.
0: Yeah, so. Bridget, I want to, I want to throw this to you first. And then Scott, you can think of all she's answering and I'm going to put you both on the spot. Um, do you have any early candidates in mind? And you probably haven't even thought about this. So that's why it's kind of, like I said, i am putting you on the spot here, but for a, uh, for, for a seventh player award this year recipient. And I, and I feel like there might be an obvious answer. Although now that everybody expects Pacha to be the best player in the league next to McDavid, the expectations are already sky high. So, um, are there any fun candidates for you guys to maybe, uh, for, for for Bruin who might exceed fan expectations by season's end?
2: This is always a weird award. And I, it's like, do we avoid giving it to someone who has won it previously, like recently? Like, it, it's been won by Jeremy Swayman before, it's been won by Jake DeBrusk before. Um, it's like, so Swayman would be an obvious one because he's not the starting goalie, theoretically. So he's, you know the seventh player quote unquote um, there's guys that have been around too long for you to give it to them, even though they're not, you know, on technically the first line. Uh, so I guess it does kind of leave us with some of the young guys, right? That, that leaves us with Patra or, I mean, maybe could you even consider James Van Riemsdijk, but, but even though he might be playing on like what you could consider the first line, I don't know. Uh, it, it really is some, sub- uh, subjective, but I think a lot of people don't really know who James Van Riemsdyk is and maybe will be pleasantly surprised by him. So maybe he gets votes. It also is kind of a, it's a little bit of a popularity contest because it's voted by the fans. So um, if Patra has a good season, I think it's going to him immediately. So he would probably be the number one uh, guest, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a limited pool of people you can choose from.
1: Yeah. Patra is the obvious one um one of a bold prediction i threw out on twitter last week is james van Reemsdyke scoring 30 this year which i don't know if i 100 percent believe that but i've just had this i just had like this gut feeling that he's gonna have a, you know a much better bigger season than i think people are expecting uh and he's starting on the line with pavel zaka and david pasanak so He is certainly going to get chances to score goals, Um, and I think if that if that if he scores thirty or anything close to it, then yeah, he's definitely going to be in the conversation for seventh player. Because you know, I I think Bruins fans for the most part probably know who he is just from you know facing him with Toronto and Philly for so many years, but no one's really expecting like a great season out of him. I mean, he had twelve goals last year, so uh if he's like you know increasing that total by 250 percent uh i think that's gonna certainly exceed expectations which is obviously part of the seventh player award
0: yeah i think you know bridget i feel like there's actually a, a good amount of uh competition or candidates for it this year because there's been so much turnover on the roster um You know, I I think, yeah, I think JVR, first of all, Patra, yes, he's the obvious. If he is, if he has, you know, half the season that people think he may have as far as an impact player. um,
2: Can you give it to Lucci? uh, (laughs) Well,
0: well, you know, if, if Lucci goes out there, you know, nine years after playing for Boston and scores 30 goals when he only scored 30 goals once and it was back in 2011, Lucic is not scoring 30 goals.
1: I was going to say, I was going to say if he, if he records 30 fights, then, then he's going to be a unanimous selection.
0: Exactly. Um, Patra, he's, he's he's an obvious candidate Uh, JVR. Yeah. I think, you know, I think people know who JVR is. I just think they don't have, I think they think he might be a little bit washed up at this point. I think people remember him from his Philly days and that was already like, you know, 11 years ago. And, um, but I don't know if they know exactly what he's capable of doing at this point in his career. So insert him with Zaka and Pashnak, and he could be primed for a big year. And then two other players, obviously, like, on Lucic's, uh center iceman and John Beecher. Like, if John Beecher goes out there and can put up, like, you know, I don't know, 20, 23 points, like, who you never you never know. I mean, or, or, or works his way up to the third line. Like, he could be somebody. And then Morgan Geeky is an obvious one, too, where it's like, you know, if, if Patra is a third line center for a lot of the season and he dishes the puck around to, to geeky and Frederick and geeky puts up like 20 goals, like I guarantee you Bruins fans will be like, who the hell is this guy? I mean, for the most part. So um, yeah, I guess I don't really have a a specific choice. I guess I'll go with Patra just because he's, he's, he's the popular vote and I'm looking forward to watching him a lot, but I thought that was a fun question to, to ask before we get into opening night here and we can look back and, five and a half months and see how right we were or wrong. We were as, as, yeah. as Patras back then in Guelph and, and we're sitting here and the Bruins are like 13th in the conference and Martians traded. <laughs> no, I don't think that's happening.
1: Yeah. Mason Laurie would be the one other one I'd throw out. Like, obviously if he gets called up, you know, relatively early in the season, even a month or two in. And by the end of the year, he's playing like a top four role and playing it well, then you know, he's going to be right there too. All right. Anyone else have, anyone have any closing thoughts or we get to wrap this one up?
0: I am all good. Bridget, you're good. I'm good. All right. Thank you all for listening and enjoy opening night.